Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday night. My name is Allison Dijak, and welcome to On The Scene, your weekly source for KW, music, arts, and event listings here on midtownradio.ca. We want to begin our program tonight by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, and we recognize the enduring presence of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people still gathering, living, and working in this area, as we use this contemporary stolen territory for sharing arts and culture. Now, our show on the scene will be live every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. here on midtownradio.ca. So hello to all of our listeners out there. Every week we choose a fun venue in town uh, to check out what's going on. And tonight we are broadcasting from the Grand Trunk Saloon in downtown Kitchener. If you've never been, it's quite the spot. Sort of tucked away on Ontario Street. Um, and it is a fantastic place to be. We were here last season too. I'm joined tonight by Derek Rydell, the man on the sound, my co-host, co-producer. How are you doing, Derek? I am good, Allison. How are you? Also good. Stressed because I was late tonight, <laughs> but feeling good now that we're live. All good. Yeah. It's all good. Well, we're late. <laughs> you're only late if we go live and you're not here. That's true. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was here on time. Exactly. But happy to be back at Grand Trunk Saloon, as always, walking in and just smelling the chicken. Is yes, like, I am very hungry. Yeah, it's an <laughs> affirmation that we're in the right place. <laughs> now, I know that you said they changed up their menu recently. Yeah, they've got a whole... You've well, not tried whole it, right? I've tried, tried a, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I've tried a bunch. They have uh, their, their macaroni they've changed up. Nice. And it's even better. It's fantastic. Um... They have uh, crab cakes. Oh, so good. Which are really good. They, they, my wife loves them because they remind her of when we go to New Orleans. Nice. They remind her of the crab cakes she gets there. Uh, and they also have this, like, it's uh, like a bone marrow butter, and they put it on sourdough. And it, it, it's fantastic. That and, of course, so then good. the classic chicken and everything. Yeah. But uh, there's more stuff, too. But, yeah, it's all really good. Yeah. Yeah. I had, like, not been to this place often, but I feel silly that I haven't haven't come in the past it's, so. it's one of the best places to eat in, yeah. in the city yeah, yeah very excited to get some fried chicken after <laughs> <laughs> so i have a little follow-up from our conversation last week yes. last week for anyone listening yes. we were having a little debate mm-hmm. about yep. edward scissorhands and, and beetlejuice that's from right. halloween films mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I didn't go to see them last weekend. I was that's I w- what the people <laughs> wanted to know though. Everybody wanted to know. That's the the dying question. I was Has Allison seen Edward Scissorhands? Honestly, I was feeling very under the weather. I had a family event on Saturday and then I was just very tired afterwards. However, in okay. preparation for this show this week, okay. I watched the trailer on YouTube of Edward Scissorhands. For, okay. It still creeps me out <laughs> so much. It's like, I don't want to watch two hours of that. It's creepy. I don't think it's two. It's like an hour and a half. I don't want to watch you. an hour and a half I of it. I'm <laughs> telling you, if you sit down and watch it, you'll have a totally different know, perspective. Like, honestly, like, seeing his face the hands it just like brought back like the childhood (laughs) creepy memories i don't know so i've watched the trailer now that's like a baby step so like maybe next year i'll watch next year (laughs) oh geez we'll see halloween's in a few weeks maybe i'll watch it on halloween or something but i think we need to take some kind of follow through we need to take a poll of of people and and who thinks edward scissorhands is a horror movie (laughs) that can go up on our instagram who do they agree with yeah we'll, we'll have to put that up there uh, but, uh, you know, baby steps. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll get over my fear eventually. <laughs> You're working your way, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe maybe watch two minutes every day. For yeah. The next <laughs> I'm trying my best. It's like training for a marathon. Yeah. I'm like training to get over. I'm, I'm telling you, I think you'll be very moved by the end of it. Yeah. It yeah. scares you. It makes me cry. This is a weird thing we got going here. I but know. <laughs> but anyways, a little update for our listeners out there. <laughs> but you don't watch horror movies. No, none at all. So none. if I were to ask you what your favorite Halloween movies are, you don't watch them then? Um, yeah, it'd be like the cheese, like Hocus Pocus. Okay. Or like that, yeah. Halloween Town, the Disney Channel original okay. movie. Yeah. 
like cheesy movies. Yeah, those ones. I'm trying to think if there's any other. But not like The Exorcist or The Shining. Not not at all. I've never seen any of those. Nightmare on Elm Street. None of them. You've never seen them? No. (laughs) Scream, I've never seen. Never seen Scream? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just a baby. You really stay away from the horror movies. (laughs) I don't like them. The scariest movie I've ever seen is like... Edward Scissorhands. Oh, no, you haven't seen Edward Scissorhands. Disturbia, that Shia LaBeouf film. Okay, well, that's that's kind of a thriller. Yeah, that's probably the scariest movie. Or like Hitchcock movies, like Psycho or. Nope. No. None. Not even Psycho. Oh, wow. Psycho's great, too. I'm not that's well a classic. Versed. Okay. <laughs> Apologies to any horror lovers out there. <laughs> but, anyways, we're uh, very excited for our show tonight. We'll be chatting about a few other Halloween films that are coming up this weekend. Uh, also, talking about some other special events going on town. There's a fun drag show. There's some new music series, concert series happening in town. And of course, we'll be chatting with some special guests as well. In the first half of the show, we'll be chatting with Juanita Metzger, founder of Stroll Walking Tours. And in the second half of our show, we'll be chatting with Onion Honey, a local old-timey folk band that just returned from Folk Music Ontario. And they also have restarted their residency at Grand Trunk Saloon after a long hiatus. But as always, we're going to kick things off with some local music. We're going to hear from local hip-hop artist Sam Nabby. He's actually playing a show at the Registry Theatre this coming Tuesday, October 24th. It's part of this new series called the Buzzy Indie Sessions. Have you heard of this at all, Derek? No, I haven't. Yeah, so um, Pat the Dog Theatre Creation, which is like this local arts organization, they're now putting on this series called the Buzzy Indie Sessions. Um, Each month, there'll be one or more shows showcasing just like what's happening in the local art scene. And they're going to be sort of pop-up style. Basically, they're going to announce them like probably just like a week or two beforehand. Like they're not going to announce them super early on. And they're going to be kind of interesting, like collaborative shows, usually featuring more than one artist, whether it's like a dance show or a music show or like a theater show. Um, yeah, so this is, I think, the second one in the series so far. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So let's hear from Sam, Sam Nabby now, and then I'll give you some concert details after. This is his song, Motives. <laughs> Bad habits. The only fast car you'll see me rocking is Chapman's. I used to look up to M and breaking bad actors, but that's not me. Now I'm making my own magic. I'm too earnest, can't hide my reaction. Truth hurts, so if you're in the mood to keep asking, and no, I won't pull any punches or backflips. Does that mean that I'm the bad guy? What happened? Wait up, what's your motivation? Cats with all the aesthetics but no patience Don't just let your back and track do the talking Say something, okay, hon You flash in the pan every you a great one You see, they all follow me But I don't follow them Follow me, I'm no epidemiologist But if they wanna go viral Like some unprotected college kids Hey, I just want my idols to acknowledge this Yeah Or just ill-equipped Well, we found us a predicament Resurface and swim again Don't act like you're heaven sent You're just like the rest of them Think you need to rent a van To get out your adrenaline Settle in yeah, Don't you give me that sentiment You can be a better man You can't keep it relevant Start testing your friends Some need to be jettisoned Yeah, check your ego at the door And don't you let it in I got lucky, I can be precious with my art I've had it simmering for years When I go in, I hit the mark You know I never met a mic I didn't like And in the bars, I got the whole room wrapped like a house of God Holding on to ego can make you trip Try to spit a compliment like acid from your lips 
Stop trying so hard to look hard, kid. You'll be out of breath quick if you only attempt sprints. Uh. Can I eat it too? The measure of success is I can take the crowd and shape the mood. Pen to paper practice makes me greater. I won't wait up for the rest to catch their breath anytime soon. This art is all hot air over wax, burning both ends. Like feeling around in the dark, then strike a match so potent. Some of y'all spit fire like low quality motives. I focus on burning true and seeing through where the smoke is. just heard Motives by Sam Nabby here on Midtown Radio. Sam Nabby is going to be playing at the Registry Theater this coming Tuesday, October 24th. The show is called Sam Nabby and Friends. Uh, he's going to be performing alongside lots of fun local hip-hop artists, including 23 Dreams. Tickets are $15 if you want to check it out. You are listening to On The Scene here on MidtownRadio.ca. My name is Allison Dijak, and I'm here with Derek Rydell, my co-host, and we are hanging out at the Grand Trunk Saloon tonight. Getting hungrier by the minute because yeah. we can smell that fantastic <laughs> chicken. Maybe we'll have to look at a menu halfway through <laughs> <laughs> so our food's ready for the end of the show. But uh, over the next hour in our show, we'll be talking all things KW arts and culture and events. We've got lots of fun events coming up this weekend, more music from great local musicians, and we're chatting with some special guests this evening. The founder of Stroll Walking Tours, Juanita Metzger, and local folk group Onion Honey. However, before we dive into our interviews, let's talk about some events, Derek. Let's. So, this one caught my eye right away, which shouldn't be a surprise for listeners. Um, they are doing a Broadway drag night I at the that. Hub this Saturday. <laughs> I'm such a theater nerd. I love show tunes. Like, I will just listen to show tunes at home. Really? Often. See, show tunes terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. If, if uh, my husband Matt is out for the night, like a Friday night, home alone, like glass of wine... Uh, Broadway karaoke okay. on YouTube. That's, uh, that's my vibe. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a really fun drag and Broadway night at the Hub this Saturday put on by Dollhouse Events. Nice. Um, it is featuring Antique Doll, Kenya Rami, Ultraviolet, and Caramel. There's going to be three different sets and tons of show tunes in between. So doors are at 7 and the show starts at 8 p.m. Should be a fun time. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about drag is the names. Yes. <laughs> I love the names. So good. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, what What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, let's see here. Uh, well... If you're a fan of horror movies <laughs> and classic 90s horror movies, you can go see Scream at two places on the same night. Nice. So uh, at the Princess Cinema at 7 p.m., uh, Wes Craven's 1996 classic Scream will be playing. Mm -hmm. It's also playing at the Civil at 10 p.m. Yeah. Uh, it stars Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, Rose McGowan, and Drew Barrymore. Really, it's uh, revitalized horror in the 90s. Uh, it's a classic. It kind of makes fun of it and pokes fun of it, mm -hmm. at, fun at uh, all the tropes in horror movies, but then at the same time follows them. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really quite, I find it very clever. Yeah. Nice. So that, uh, I would recommend that on Saturday night. And then, um, you know, me always shamelessly self-promoting my stuff. That's uh, okay. I'm actually celebrating my five-year anniversary uh, music for the masses at oh, uh, cool. the Jane Bond this Saturday. And to celebrate, uh, I am going to be doing a spotlight on one of my all-time favorite bands, The Smiths. Nice. So I'll be playing uh, all their hits and some of the deeper cuts, maybe some B-sides, influence, 
influencers, influences, and mm. uh, yeah, and then just classic retro from 70s, 80s, 90s, and a little bit Love early it. 2000s. Love it. Five years. Wow. Yeah, I've been, uh, it's been seven and five with kind of the brand of, of music for the masses. Cool. Right? So. Very fun. Yeah. Awesome. And I got one more shout out for kind of a new music series that's coming to town. Okay. Um, there's this group called Home Roots. Roots like a travel route or a route. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's like run out of Winnipeg. And basically, people in the community can host touring bands. So if there's a band that's touring somewhere, they maybe want to like fill in a night that they don't have a show, but they're in town. Um, they can like search up uh, posts, basically, and play intimate shows. Oh, interesting. But yeah. So it's kind of a neat um, concept. Yeah. So someone reached out to me about this new series they're doing of different home roots events uh, throughout the fall and the winter. So the first one is happening tomorrow night, Friday, October twentieth, um, and it is featuring. I've never heard of these artists, but Miria Clapel and Alex Jensen. Um, I honestly, I don't even know. I think they're like a folk folk concert. Huh. Um, and it's happening at the Brubaker House Museum, which is a very oh. cool venue. Okay. Um, it's like at the top of Columbia Field, if you know where that is. I used to toboggan at okay. Columbia Field as a child, <laughs> and Brubaker House was at the top, and I never knew what it was, but it's a museum, and uh, it's this beautiful old like stone building, so it sounds like a really cool place to have a concert. Oh, um, so it's kind of like a bit of a house show vibe. There's a potluck at 6 p.m., and then the show starts at 7. Um, tickets are $25 at the door kids under 12 are free and a hundred percent of the ticket cost goes to the artists which is really really nice especially for touring musicians that are trying their best to travel and make music and make money at the same time um, so there's going to be six concerts in this series um, if you want to check out more you can look them up on facebook look up the event on facebook home roots um, and check out the concert series that's nice. happening. So a cool way to see musicians that are coming through town that you maybe hadn't heard of before. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on some future dates as well and give those shout-outs in the future. So one of our favorite things to do on On The Scene, not just talk about events, but also talk to people that are running these events. So I'm very, very excited to chat with our first guest of the night. She's been on Midtown Radio in the past, but it's been quite some time. Um, so Juanita Metzger, she has a passion for community, slow travel, and hyper-local experiences, which make guided walking tours the ideal business for her. Since moving to the region in 2000, Juanita has worked in neighborhood community development with a focus on placemaking, urban space and getting people engaged and connected to the place where they live. After coordinating and leading walks with Jane's Walk Waterloo Region, for six years she founded Stroll Walking Tours, which we are excited to hear more about. Welcome to On The Scene Juanita. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, very excited. I feel like I've been seeing so many stroll walking tours going on, whether I'm seeing you guys out and about in downtown or I'm seeing posts on Instagram. I feel like there's so many strolls going on, so many walks going on. It's really fantastic to see. That's good to hear that a group of 20 people is hard to miss yeah. when, uh, it's when there's a group of people out and about together. Exactly. It's very visible. <laughs> so you lived in the region for a while now. Um, I'm curious, what made you want to start Stroll Walking Tours? Well, um, it's a bit of a circuitous route mm -hmm. to starting a business, and I... Uh, it, it actually was a bit accidental mm -hmm. um, because I started Stroll as a bit of a um, ad hoc sort of on the side kind of uh, business mm. to host guided walking tours for conferences coming to Waterloo Region. Nice. And this was going to be sort of on the side as I was growing a freelance writing practice. Mm. And then, of course... 
everything turned upside down in 2020 and there were going to be no more conferences and no groups coming to the region. And so I decided to launch the business anyway, but focus on Waterloo Region residents Mm -hmm. and engaging people in one of the only things that we could do at the time was be outside when indoor venues were closed. And I thought I would run it for maybe a season or two and during the pandemic and then see what happened. And it just grew and grew and grew. Yeah. And uh, interesting partnerships began to evolve. And, and so three years in and I haven't really gone back to my original plan, mm-hmm. but things just keep evolving in ways that I hadn't really anticipated. Yeah. And so I'm now running a full-time business. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And um, so you have a variety of tours you're doing. You're doing tours in Kitchener, Waterloo, in Cambridge, St. Jacobs. Um, Tell us about a few of the different things that you sort of, um, what some of the topics that you're sort of talking about on these different tours. Yeah. um, They run, uh, you know, a variety of arts, culture, history, um, social culture, um, and so in Cambridge, I the first tour that I started with there is a mural tour, um, and a lot of people are a bit surprised by that one because people think all the murals are in Kitchener, in downtown yeah, Kitchener. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't have thought a Cambridge mural tour would have been a thing, but I've also there have not are. spent a lot of time there, so. Yeah, yep, so there is a, a collection of murals in Cape, downtown Galt, and uh, they have a really interesting backstory to them. And that's what I love sharing is um, how the murals came to be there. And um, I try and talk to each one of the artists uh, who created the murals so that I'm able to share um, a bit about the artists, their influences, their approach to their, their artwork and their practice. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's just so many fascinating stories. Um, downtown Kitchener is, I have quite a few history tours. Um, so everything from, you know, a history of fires in downtown Kitchener mm-hmm. to um, a history of churches to cool. more murals, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitchener, we also have a, a, a very large public cemetery in mm. Mount Hope Cemetery. Yeah. And so another popular walk is the Mount Hope Cemetery tour, which is uh, sort of a history of the city told through individuals and names that we might recognize from streets and buildings and businesses that are in the Mount Hope Cemetery. Interesting. I would have never thought about that, honestly, like doing a tour of a cemetery to learn so much about the history. Yeah. 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 And then the root of what I want and hope for the walking tours is that we start broadening and expanding the way we talk about the history of our communities and because they're often told through uh, a very short historical lens Mm -hmm. of you know the early late 1700s early 1800s German Mennonite settlers arrived in Pennsylvania and started clearing the land but we know that the region has a history much much longer than that Mm -hmm. um, and and more diverse than that Um, Mm and we have a black history walk that indicates there were black people here in the early 1800s and where is that part of history told in our community's narrative Mm -hmm. Um, so really wanting to make sure that we broaden the way we tell our region's history Um, we know that it's been told through largely through the efforts of men and so uh, you know, a women's history walk would be an amazing addition to have one in each Waterloo and Kitchener and Cambridge yeah. because there are uh, women and people of color who have uh, um, had made significant contributions to our community's evolution as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. yeah, just broadening the way we tell our history so that it becomes more diverse and more inclusive. Yeah. Um, How often are you coming up with new walks? Like, what's the process for sort of coming up with a new theme? I know you also have a team of volunteers or workers, maybe, that are guides as well. 
do they work with you to make the new tours or do you come up with the tours on your own? What's the process for that? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, so I do have a team of six guides mm-hmm. who are all um, independent guides and they lead a walk that they've developed um, okay. and host it through Stroll. And so they always lead the walk that they've developed. Very cool. Um, and that way the group always gets the best guide for the walking tour that they're on as well. Um, in terms of new ideas, I have more ideas than time or capacity. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so sometimes um, people bring ideas to me uh, for a walking tour and say, I've always had this idea. It would be fabulous if we could have a walking tour on this topic. Yeah. And sometimes they will just develop it. Mm-hmm. So some of my guides will develop new tours. Um, sometimes I have ideas myself for you know an idea that I'd like to see, like mm-hmm. you know a women's history walk. Um, and then I usually um, go to uh, you know maybe a dozen or so people within the community mm-hmm. to start interviewing people and contacting people who have special knowledge of archives mm-hmm. and um, you know better historical knowledge of the region than I do. Um, yeah, so a lot of crowdsourcing, um, and it takes a good four to six months to develop a new walking tour, depending on the amount of research, um, and, or sometimes, um, a topic that is, I think, really pertinent or critical in current uh, social issues mm-hmm. sometimes I think are, are great options for, for topics to pursue yeah. um, and also partnerships and collaborations um, so the Kitchener BIA approached me earlier this spring about mm-hmm. leading some walking tours on their behalf that would feature downtown businesses Oh, nice! so that was really a way to get people connected to the variety and diversity of businesses that operate in the downtown Mm -hmm. Um, and and those kind of partnerships and collaborations are starting to happen more and more often where I'll partner with another organization or group um, to create a walk that is unique to them um, but we're able to both use our networks in order to engage people in in the in joining the walking tour yeah certainly collaboration Um, is a great way to work yeah, you did a walk with Dog Friendly KW as yes. well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah where people were yeah. taking their dogs around but having the stroll and the the kind of information experience as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. nice. Exactly. Yeah, what sort of groups do you usually get um, for the stroll walking tours? Like, is it, um, you know, organizations or is it people that came on their own or groups of friends? Like, who, who's sort of coming and doing these experiences? We do two sort of approaches. Mm-hmm. One is private groups, so uh, an office team, uh, a social group or gathering, a group of friends, mm-hmm. uh, family reunion. People have chosen a walking tour to celebrate their birthday oh, with a, a group that. of friends, um, and or yeah, a lot of office teams will get together for a social event. Or uh, you know, bringing the remote team together to yeah. have everybody get together in person um, has been a, a really interesting uh, dynamic and and fun to bring that those teams together. Um, some p- office teams do it for a lunch and learn. Nice. You know, if there's something um, a, a topic that they want to learn about, and then the other is public walking tours where we host usually a series in the spring. Uh, May, June, early July, and then another series in the fall of usually about six to eight tours. And people can sign up solo, pairs, small groups, um, and then it's a mixed group of, of people. Nice. And yeah, and then these other walking tours with the downtown BIA have been um, uh, promoted by the BIA, BIA, and then I host them, and everybody is able to um, sign up for them. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, I know that you said you got a lot of different ideas from different people when you're making tours. What's been like one of the most interesting or unique things that you found when creating these tours? Like something that you went, whoa, I did not know that was there. <laughs> um, 
one of the best stories I get related to women's history mm -hmm. is a group of four women who started collecting artworks from the group of seven. Okay. And they wanted to collect a work from each of the artists and have that be the impetus for starting an art gallery in Kitchener. And they were uh, probably about two decades prior to the actual KW Art Gallery forming okay. in the 1960s. Yeah. So well ahead of their time. And one of the women in that group of four mm -hmm. was um, Regina, uh, sorry, Geneva Jackson. Mm -hmm. And she was the aunt of A.Y. Jackson, who was a group of seven artists. Okay. Um, and A.Y. Jackson spent time here in uh, Kitchener oh, wow. because Geneva Jackson, his aunt, lived in a house on Queen Street across from where the KWR gallery is now. Wow. A.Y. Jackson painted a portrait of Jeremiah Sotheby, who okay. was the principal of Sotheby School. Um, and so, yeah, Geneva Jackson and this group of women um, were um, sort of the impetus for getting an art gallery going. And when it didn't happen, they eventually donated their collection of art to the National Gallery in okay. Ottawa. And that collection of art could have been ours here in yeah, Waterloo. Yeah, if it had just stuck around. Yeah, yeah. Wow, very yeah. cool. But yeah. women like that, I think there are so many stories um, like that that would be so fascinating. You know, I would love to know if there was a women's suffrage group here in Waterloo Region at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I often have questions that send me into deep, deep rabbit holes. <laughs> um, but I think those are the kinds of questions that lead to uh, a deeper and broader understanding of our communities. Certainly. Stories and histories. Yeah, certainly. Wow. Um, so you're in the midst of Walktober right now. I know that I saw that um, on your website. So you are doing this sort of run of public tours right now. Um, what do you have coming up over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so we're in the last two weeks uh, wrapping up the tours by the end of October. Mm -hmm. But on Friday, October 20th, there is a walking tour called Historic Waterloo. Mm -hmm. And that's looking at sort of the evolution of the city of Waterloo and some of and some architecture. And Saturday, October 21st is Black Presence in Berlin, which looks at uh, early black history, 19th century black history in Berlin, which is now Kitchener. And I have a regular walking tour in St. Jacob's that runs every Thursday afternoon and Sunday morning, which is historic St. Jacob's. And it sort of looks at the different chapters of history or different chapters of the development of the village of St. Jacob's. Mm -hmm. um, and then next Saturday, October 28th mm -hmm. is a Cambridge mural tour. And then wrapping up the season on Sunday, October 29th with the last walk in St. Jacob's as Lovely. part of that walking tour. Wow. Yeah. And right now the St. Jacob's walking tour, we're doing a stroll and sample. Okay, so <laughs> after the walking tour, you get the sample card yeah. with um, uh, a, a sample item from four different businesses oh. in St. Jacob's. That so after great. your walking tour, you can go have a glass of beer at mm -hmm. Block 3 Brewery. Nice. A macaron at Lenjo Bakes, or um, a, a glass of whatever Terry is mixing up at the Tasting House, Fun. and or, or a coffee at Eco Cafe as well. Okay. So. Yeah, you can Ooh. treat yourself after your walking tour. Yeah, I want to do that one. That sounds fun. <laughs> Very cool. Well, definitely a nice variety coming up over the next little while. Um, if folks want to learn more about these tours or join a tour, where can they find more information? Strollwalkingtours.com is the place to, to go to find any information. And, of course, Instagram. Uh, share the upcoming walks. And... And then news, the newsletter, uh, which is able to you're able to sign up from the website, is um, the best way to find out when stor strolls are 
re restarting for the, in the spring. And that's always where I announce first uh, upcoming dates or special events um, and things like that. So that's always the best place. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Juanita. It was really nice to hear more about this process and uh, some little interesting tidbits about the region. Definitely makes you kind of think through all that's happening here and all the history that has actually been going on in this place. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, we are going to listen to a song now that felt like the right fit for me for this uh, topic. This song is called Take a Walk With Me, and it is by formerly KW musician, now living in Toronto, uh, folk musician Janice Lee. I'm looking at you, sitting across the room, lots of other people around. I wanna take you out of here We could stroll downtown Or over to the riverside I want you all to myself Under this misty winter night Take a walk with me Won't you talk to me I wanna get close to you just heard Take a Walk With Me by Janice Jolie here on On The Scene on Midtown Radio. It is time for our favorite segment of the night, the three stars of KW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say with different inflection every time. Sounds good. Every episode of On The Scene, we are choosing three things in KW that deserve VIP status and a little shout out for how great they make our cities. Are you ready, Derek? I am ready. Okay. My first one. It's simple, but I've found this very helpful in the past couple weeks for this show. 
the new website, kwconcerts.ca. It is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do what they do, but yes. it took us so long yes. and it was so much work yes. to get all of the concerts and shows that are going on. Yeah, it's a lot but of now, work. whoever's behind it, I don't know. They are just putting all the live music in town on a beautiful little website. They have an Instagram page. It's very nice. It's very it is very helpful. nice. So they deserve a star yes. for all their hard work. We salute you. <laughs> <laughs> what is your star this week? Uh, my star this week, big surprise. <laughs> We're going back to the alcohol. <laughs> um, the Bent Elbow. The what beer is that? Bible at the Bent Elbow. So the Bent Elbow is a bar on King Street, kind of up by, um, what's it around, uh, Highway Center Zares. Okay. Uh, Wimpy's Diner. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an old school bar, mm-hmm. uh, but they have this thing called the Beer Bible, and it's basically a 35, maybe 40 page booklet that you flip through that has all their varieties of beer from craft beer. They got a lot of good European beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the selection is is really great, really incredible. The atmosphere in the bar is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just the, the beer Bible. It's uh, really cool. And you can kind of go through and the draft stuff. You can you can take little tasters. So yeah. I have never heard of that. I've never heard of the Bent the Elbow. Ben, it's been around <laughs> for quite a few years now. It's uh, a great food and a uh, great beer Bible. And, uh, okay. yeah, no, no, uh, the Bent Elbow's beer Bible. They get a shout That is my star. Love it. Okay. And the third star for this week Simple but great. The Nanaimo bars from Cafe Pyrus. Oh, I've never had them. They're really good. I am an absolute sucker for Nanaimo bars. They feel very like fall like to me mm-hmm. too. I don't know why, but <laughs> that was on my mind this week. I haven't had one in a while. But that sounds good to me. It was on my mind this week. Cafe Pyrus, amazing baked goods all around, but the Nanaimo bars are so good. Nice. So, so good. Well, our three stars of KW, thank you very much for making Kitchener-Waterloo an amazing place to be and to eat. (laughs) We thank you for your service. If you have a suggestion for another star of KW, be it a menu item, a drink, a person, an object, a place, send it our way on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. Well, we're very excited to chat with our next guests for the evening. Onion Honey may hail from Ontario's tech capital, but they make foot stomping, toe tapping, hoedowing, hoedowning folk music. That's a tricky word. Like an old fashioned string band. Dave Pike, Esther Wheaton, Leanne Swankko, and Kaylee LeBlanc play traditional tunes made new and original songs that sound old. Like their name, Onion Honey's music is sweet and sharp and savory, a remedy for many ills and a recipe for a good time. In May, they released a brand new 15-track album called Foul Weather Friends, and they also just started a residency here at Grand Trunk Saloon. So we're very excited to chat with them. Welcome to On The Scene one half of Onion Honey. Thanks so much for having us. Hello, thank you. So tonight I'm joined by Dave and Esther. Tell us, uh, what what do you play in the band? Esther, what do you play? I play the banjo and I sing. Awesome, and Dave? I'm guitar and mandolin and I also sing. Fantastic, and who are we missing tonight? What else do we got going on in the band? We're missing Leanne, who also plays guitar and mandolin, Mm -hmm. so they they swap. Nice. Yep, (laughs) and uh, and Kaylee, our double bass player. Fantastic. Um, Well, I was reading on your website today that you released your first album in 2013. That's right, yeah. So Onion Honey is 10 years old. Yeah. Does it feel <laughs> like it's been that long? Does well, it feel yes. yes? Okay. Dave and I are a couple as well. Yeah. Uh, partners in music and life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and crime. we basically started the band <laughs> the same time that we got together. Okay. So, you know, we've been together a while and we've been playing music together. <laughs> for the same amount of time. So, yeah. Yeah. But 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Lots of great shows. Lots of great music you've released in that time. Wow. Fantastic. I feel like when I was, um, you know, thinking about having you folks on the show, like 
feel like you're a very like mainstay of KW. When I think about like local events, it's like Onion Honey. They're gonna probably be there because they're just <laughs> like a local band that plays shows all the time, playing at lots of different venues. So uh, very excited to have you guys on for an interview. I remember that I interviewed you during the pandemic. I think yeah, it was we, on Zoom. I we think. had a Zoom interview. Yeah. For our holiday special, the one year. So it's very nice to actually chat in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, when did your love of folk music kind of start? Was it something you grew up with? Was it something that like took its form in later years? Uh, I was a hipster in university, <laughs> as many of us were, I feel. Yeah. Uh, so I started going to like folk festivals nice. and music festivals around Ontario and volunteering at them in the summers and uh, like mostly there for the like indie rock bands but mm -hmm. then every now and again there would be a really great folk band or old time band um, and they would always like end up staying up super late and making music with the musicians super late at night Nice. and, uh, and that was very inspiring for me so I that was that was how I got into it nice what yeah. about you Dave? Uh, mine was more of an evolution uh, in my youth, which keeps being longer ago every time <laughs> I think about it. But um, I listened to like hard rock. You know, I was very much an Edge 102 kind of kind of teenager. Okay. Um, but I always liked the acoustic songs or the sad songs on those rock albums, and I just eventually, I don't know, got older and softer, and yeah. just admitted to myself that I actually like just acoustic music and got more and more into older and older kind of music. Nice. Yeah, honestly, I feel like with my band as well, like three of our members come from like metal backgrounds like that's what their first bands they were in and stuff yeah really i did not like know that. they yeah they all all the guys like played in metal rock bands in high school and now we're like a folk vocal harmony band Amazing. so that i don't know what that connection is like being rock and then like just transitioning to loving folk music and harmonies and stuff, but I like it. I'm here for it, honestly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, so you guys were surrounded by folk music last weekend, hanging out at Folk Music Ontario. We sure were. How it was, was amazing. It? Yeah, I have so never been. Many great bands. Like Tell just me about wall it. Wall to wall. Uh, I mean, it's it's a music conference, and yeah. they invite. Oh, dozens and dozens of amazing artists of all kinds, all genres. The folk umbrella is large. Yes. Was a uh, was a, a common refrain. So it was mm -hmm. everything from My Son the Hurricane to okay. uh, like Latin uh, samba on like ensembles. Was a funk band. There was a, yep. Um, it was nice. all kinds of things and singer songwriters of course. And some old time and bluegrass like we do, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was great. so many genres from all different cultures. It was so cool. Yeah. And yeah. you folks got to do a showcase. Yeah, we did three. a couple of yeah three <laughs> three showcases. Yeah. yeah, very cool. It was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so nice though to be able to like make the connections or meet people that you would have never met if they're traveling from out of town especially oh, yeah. and a part of the thing is you stay up extremely late playing music with everybody else right yes. so still recovering in fact still yeah. recovering <laughs> <laughs> i saw a video actually friends of mine posted a video of this very large circle of musicians and i think i saw you folks yeah. in it. it there was banjos likely. and violins there must have been like 50 people like in a circle just playing yep. Yeah, improvising some sort of song together. Mm -hmm. That must yeah. be such a cool experience to be part of that. It really is. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, and something that I love so much about your band is I feel like you just have this sort of like having, you have a very fun vibe. Like it seems like you're having fun. You're making music together with, you know, partners, your friends. And I love that there's always like a trade-off of vocals as well. And you're saying you're trading off instruments as well. Was that sort of 
always the plan of Onion Honey that you would be, you know, having multiple lead singers and swapping out instruments? Or did that sort of evolve over time? I know you've had different members of the band over the years. Yeah, I mean, we started as a duo, just Mm -hmm. me and Dave, but we did trade vocals and trade instruments then too. So Mm -hmm. both of us were always leading and both of us were always playing several instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like since getting uh, sort of solidifying our lineup with the quartet, um, yeah, it's we've really leaned into it, I think. We've got the other two singing lead, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't trade my instrument as much anymore, but uh, the others do all the time, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. fun. Like, I feel like yeah. it just seems like you're just having a good time. Like, yeah. it's kind of like a... Reminds me a little bit of like, you know, a house party or something where yeah. you're like, oh, and now you play the guitar. And oh, and now I'm going to take the mandolin <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a nice sort of communal vibe. Yeah. Um, do you find when you're choosing the singer for songs, is it because that person wrote the song or do you sometimes write a song and then gift it to another member of the band? How does that work? Mostly it's the person that wrote it or, or chose it, right? Mm-hmm. We play a lot of traditional and, and covers and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so usually usually if you pick it, you sing it. Nice. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Yep. I like that. And then, um, you know, all of you folks are showcased so beautifully on this new album you just released. Thank so you. Congratulations on a new album coming out. It's always a lot of work to put an album together it is um so you released foul weather friends in may yeah tell me a little bit about this album i know you recorded it somewhat locally in cambridge right yeah with andy mcgoffin at the house of miracles Uh which i was very excited about because andy's recorded a lot of my favorite albums from when i was a hipster okay (laughs) from when i was really into like Jim Guthrie and the Constantines and Great Lakes Swimmers Mm, and all of those guys are recorded by Andy at the House of Miracles, which Mm -hmm. was in London for many years and then moved to Cambridge Mm -hmm. um, seven or eight years ago, something like that. But yeah, so it was a little bit like, oh, I'm I'm stepping on the squeaky floors (laughs) that are talked about on my favorite albums, like weird little in-between chatty bits. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. Very cool. How long had this album been brewing? We were writing songs for it all through lockdowns. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of the songs you'll hear on there are are new material from beginning, mm-hmm. like from when we were uh, locked down. Yeah. yeah. Some are even older. Okay. Some are older. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's a big album too, 15 songs. Oh, That's man. quite an undertaking. We, <laughs> what was we, that decision? <laughs> we wanted to record too many songs so that we would have we could cut them if we didn't like them okay you know you know that logic where yeah. it's like we have more than we need so yeah. we can just put the best ones yeah and then we could they were all and good. then we couldn't cut any <laughs> they were all the best yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like picking a favorite child exactly it's like, no but that one's yeah. so nice we need a ballad we need this cover Absolutely. yeah <laughs> well that's yeah. a good problem to have right they all turned out very well so thank you that's great. Um, so you've gotten to play a lot of these songs, you know, at shows this summer. I was looking through your Instagram. You played so many shows this summer. Like July, there was like 10 shows that you played or something like that. Yep. What was a standout <laughs> gig from the summer? Um, we did our first camping, well, our first two camping festivals Okay. this summer. We went and did our first bluegrass festival, the River Valley Bluegrass Festival, which okay. was uh, an institution, as far as I can tell, up yeah. north. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a new one, uh, something called the Everday, Evergood Bluegrass yeah. Shindig. The okay. Evergood Bluegrass Shindig <laughs> in Erin, Ontario. Mm, which nice. is kind of a charitable uh, event. Yeah, which was a charitable event, but it was also like a camp out stay at their farm and uh, and play music all night kind of situation nice so it's really uh, we we all love camping so it was yeah. like yeah getting finally getting to live our camping and music dreams yeah like folky <laughs> hippie dreams yeah. i love that yeah <laughs> that's so fun where is that where's somewhere that you'd like to play next like a venue or a city or a festival what's what's on the bucket list for onion honey mm. for the next year or so well we'd one That's of the one question. of the reasons to go to Folk Music Ontario is to schmooze with all of the uh, festival bookers and agents. Totally. So, um, yeah, I would love to to get in touch with some of the uh, 
the festival artistic directors maybe cultivate uh, in Port Hope yeah. or home County in London. Oh, some nice. of the like great Ontario festivals. Mm -hmm. Hillside. Hillside's been on uh, that list for a long time. Yeah, forever. So good. Yeah, you guys played this Hillside, this summer, right? We did. It was last summer. Last summer. It was really fantastic. Yeah, I went to University of Guelph, so like playing Hillside was very, very exciting. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. I truly don't know why we got booked, but it was really, it was <laughs> a, a awesome. great surprise when we got the email. So <laughs> we're putting surprised. it out into the universe. <laughs> if you're on on the scene, you're gonna be playing Hillside. I don't know, <laughs> <Woo>. but <laughs> we're putting it out into the universe it would be well deserved <laughs> anyway yeah that's definitely bucket list yeah i love that and uh you're back at grand trunk saloon regularly yeah. now too Yay. very yeah. very exciting i had kind of forgotten but then like remembered that you used to have a residency mm -hmm. here we did the first wednesday of every month yeah. Here since For basically like since years? they opened oh, from 2016 till 2020 yeah, yeah. Cool. long time um yeah. And it was awesome, and we used to like, you know, fill the place and play old like folk music and country music, yep. and all acoustic because at the time there was a guy living upstairs who would like bang on the floor, <laughs> yeah. which was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> a little local color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now I guess I don't know what happened to him, but we're allowed to play with a, a speaker this now. Okay. Yeah. Less shouting, which <laughs> yes. is you know, which is good. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it must be nice to be back. Like that kind of nostalgic memories from the pre-COVID times, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah. 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 And we all love the food here. So oh. we're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the cocktails. So, yeah. Yes. Love the cocktails. This so is the reason, good. this place is the reason why I like cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're so magical here. Totally. I actually, I remember talking about that in our interview now, <laughs> like several, when we were talking about the holiday stuff. You were talking about the residency and said that you guys had a little cocktail phase going on during the pandemic. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because the Grand Trunk was just very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. They do have two of the best bartenders in the city. It's, totally. It's yeah. real. Yeah. Totally. We always choose good spots to go to. I Absolutely. <laughs> I know where the good cocktails are. Yeah. <laughs> you guys actually, like, wrote a song about this place, didn't you? Cornbread and... and Butterbeans? That's actually a traditional tune. Oh, it's not about this. It's not oh about goodness. this, but okay. it feels like it should be about this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But but still, it's, yeah. a, it's a good one. They have that good cornbread. They do. They sure do. They <laughs> do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they have butterbeans, though. Maybe not, eventually. Not currently on the menu. Yeah. Okay. That's why I thought it was about this place for some reason. I was like, oh, cornbread. It must be. <laughs> I don't know my folk music as well as I should, it's I guess. quite all right. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a special for you. Maybe. They'll, they'll serve that on your night when you're we here. We keep trying to get them to come up with some kind of onion honey cocktail, but it hasn't gone over well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might be... Something with honey. It'd maybe be tricky. Like, honey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little harder to get onions in your drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like a little onion ring on top. I was like, there, there we go. go. Maybe like Perfect. a Caesar. A little baby with a, onions. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a little okay. pearl onion or there something. The they should put us pickled in charge. onions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's called a Gibson. Uh, there's a Gibson. Is a, is a, it's like a, I believe it's like a martini and it's got the onions. With the onions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If anybody can figure out how to put onion and honey in a cocktail, it's going to be these guys. guys. They can yeah. do it. <laughs> so you folks are going to be here every first Wednesday of the month? That's yep. it. Yeah. Okay, what time does music start when you're here? Seven. Start? Seven. Seven to 9.30. Amazing. And then do you guys have any other gigs coming up over the next little while? Uh, we've got a couple in some non-KW locations. Okay. Uh, oh, Falls Road, November 18th. Falls oh, nice. Road Pub, so that, yeah. that's local. Oh, Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Yep, as a duo. Yep. Um, we're actually going to be playing, uh, this might be a little early to talk about, but a uh, holiday hootenanny show. Yes. At Emmanuel at, United, at Emmanuel, right? Yep, that's it, yeah. Fantastic. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, oh, and... Um, all through lockdowns, we did a, a weekly live cast mm -hmm. called Banjo Church that came to be called Banjo Church by popular demand. Yeah. And uh, and we are doing season two. Wow. That won't be three years long this time. It'll be like eight episodes maybe. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to do season two starting October 29th. Oh, so amazing. So Sundays at 11 a.m. Yep. Yeah, I, I attended a few of those. It was always like... <laughs> 
very feel-good way to start the day, honestly. Nice sing-alongs and stories and, oh, so, so good. So, ooh, October 29th. Okay. We'll have to mention that on our show when it starts because I loved Banjo Church. If I'm not at my own church, I come to Banjo Church. Aw, thanks, Allison. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, guys, for chatting with us. It's really nice to hear about how things have been over the summer and uh, hopefully you have some time to rest as well <laughs> in between hopefully. all the shows. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we're going to listen to a song from your new album. It's called Here in This Town. Tell me a little bit about this song. Where did it come from? This is, uh, we said one. Or some of the songs are much older and this is this is the one. Okay. Um, this, I think we recorded on our first album or EP or something a million yeah, years it's ago. it's a rearrangement. Um, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, so it's a, it's a redo. Um, but yeah, so this song is kind of, it's loosely based on a, a story that my grandma told me mm-hmm. a million years ago, um, where when she moved to Canada with my grandpa, they were kind of driving through the country looking for somewhere to live. And, um, and, and just looking for a town and, and kind of you know, moving there and then having that town sort of bloom around them, right? Mm. Um, and that's where the song came from. Very yeah. cool. Wonderful. Well, we're going to hear here in this town from Onion Honey, but it was so fantastic to chat with both you, Esther and Dave. And if folks want to catch a gig or learn more about you, where can they find you on Instagram or we're online? On onionhoney.com is our website, and we're on all the social media at Onion Honey Music. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. And this is Here Thanks. in This Town by Onion Honey. This dark night, tonight, bright where the stars shine through. I'm lost in a car with you, love. I'm lost in a car with you. This new town, our home, just fields and farms and us. We're not lost, we are explorers here in this town with you. Here in this town, here in this town, we're not lost, we are explorers here in this town. Settled in, and a town grew up around us. It's been home so long now, here in this town with you. We came to teach from overseas, and the world was ours to explore. And it's changed so much around us, we can't keep up anymore. see the signs before us things are so different now love here in this town Explorers here 
And you just heard Here in This Town by Onion Honey, the guests I was just chatting with. Well, we are just about out of time for our show on the scene tonight. It's been so much fun hanging out at Grand Trunk Saloon, and Derek and I are ready to order some food. So (laughs) excited. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. Thank you so much to Grand Trunk Saloon for hosting us this evening, and a big thank you to our guests Juanita Metzger and Esther and Dave from Onion Honey. As always, a big shout out to local jazz fusion band Top Pocket. We're using their song Wow as our theme song again this season. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. Now, if you stay tuned to Midtown Radio, you can hear our new local music playlist, followed by a brand new episode of The Shady Lounge at 9 p.m., Host Alan Jalistra will have two hours of indie hits, hidden gems, and long-lost B-sides for you. And Derek, where are we heading next week? Next week, we are broadcasting live from Counterpoint Brewing. Yeah, I'm so excited. You've never been there before, right? I've never been there. Counterpoint is like, oh, I don't want to pick favorites. I kind (laughs) of want to say it's my favorite brewery in town, just because... We've been there so many times. My band has played two shows there. You had a, didn't they, did you brew? We've done beer collabs with them. Yeah, we've done three beer collabs with them, actually. (laughs) Yeah, the the brewer there, and owner, Graham, he's become a friend over the years for sure and uh, has brewed wonderful beers with us. So very excited to head to Counterpoint next week. And we've got some fun guests. We've got some burlesque performers. Yes, we've got two le- uh, two burlesque performers from Top Shelf Burlesque, mm-hmm. uh, Veronica Tees and Mabel Sugarbush. Good names as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, uh, burlesque names are a lot like the, uh, the, drag, the drag names, names where yeah. it's like it's they're just fun names. When I you love hear the it. names, you can't help but smile and, and giggle <laughs> a bit. So very excited to chat with those two guests next week at Counterpoint. Until then. Thanks so much for listening to On the Scene. I'm Allison Dijak. And I'm Derek Rydell. And have a good night, everyone. Tune in next week where I'll continuing saga of me trying to convince <laughs> Allison to watch Edward Scissorhands. I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. Good night, everybody.